0: Hello there, everybody. Welcome to episode 32 of Good Hang. Good Hang is Happy back. New Year. Happy New, Happy new Year. Year. It's 2016. It's a new year. It's a new you, and it's the same old us. Yeah. Uh, uh uh-huh. sorry about that. But hey there. Welcome to, um, it's, it's the first show of the year after our hiatus. Small hiatus.
1: Did you guys miss us? Aw, how sweet. you guys okay? Dry your eyes. We're back.
0: Back, guys. Bye. And we're gonna be... Bigger and better than before <laughs> Yeah Just like my penis Okay then What? We're, all, we're not First penis joke of the year Yeah Get Solid Get so Get Decent Decent one Not, not really too bad That's like it. a 5.5 out of 10 bad. Bad. Just anyway, like my penis yeah. Okay. Anyway Yeah uh, Anyway Yes so this episode We got into catching up What we did with our New Year's mm-hmm. um, And this In this We Read Your Shit We had a very Um Interesting letter from a listener
1: Yeah I am just want to say I love that you guys are treating us Like a dear John, uh, John and Hank Kind of situation Feel free to shoot Agony sh-
0: aunt Yeah Yeah like an agony aunt kind yeah. of thing. Asking for advice uh, This time in the form of uh, Someone Dealing with depression uh, As well as dealing with Uh Friends and depression.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. Tune in for that one. Yeah. Um, we went to, into a uh, game. Yeah.
0: Speaking a New, about Year's New Year's
1: based game of Rotten Tomatoes, and you'll see how John does in that one. Not very well.
0: Why would <laughs> again? You, why would you spoil it? Oh,
1: I did pretty well. <laughs> or did I? Yeah. W- what did I did? I win. I could have won. Uh, play along at home. Send us your scores. Let's see how we're doing. It's
0: fun. It's interactive. Yes. And then we go into the news. Uh, big news. Netflix is in Singapore. So goodbye productivity. Uh, goodbye yeah, 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 yeah. to every little thing you knew. And goodbye to David Bowie. Oh, yes. H- he did pass away. Uh, he, he, he passed, passed away uh, the day we were recording this, actually. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this uh, similar to Christopher Lee's uh, passing, we scattered this episode with David Bowie facts yeah, for example, in honor of his storied life.
1: Did you know that David Bowie kept a fur-covered pit in his living room, specifically for orgies.
0: Not surprised. Okay, then. Speaking of orgies, we go on to the Golden Globes. Uh, Orgies of academic... Entertainment. Entertainment. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so we talk about Golden Globes and some winners and losers here. And finally, we cover... The CES. The What's consu- that? The Consumer Electronics Show. So we talk about new technology and all its excitement. Yep,
1: favorite thing this week is favorite gadgets from our childhood. Tune in to find out about that. A little bit more insight into us as um, young nerds. Mm-hmm. It's a good episode, you guys. We're back. We're not going nowhere except for the top because we started at the bottom. Now we're here. I do need to go to the bathroom. Oh, Nathan has to go to the bathroom so he should go there. Enjoy episode thirty-two, and we'll see you guys later. I bye the bye. And poop and poop. Oh no, that's terrible. What if, like, since we didn't do an episode last week, we don't know what to do anymore? I just forgot
0: everything. Just forgot everything. everything. Just forgot how to do a show.
1: Welcome to. Hood gang. Hood gang. Good lang.
0: How how do podcasts work? What are podcasts? What is a (laughs) episode? What are we doing? How does this microphone work?
1: You're asking the deep questions now.
0: Testing, one, two, three.
1: Okay, actually that I really want to know. Is there a reason when you're testing a microphone that people say testing one, two, three?
0: I truly don't. There's really nothing? No, for me when I test a microphone, I'll go like and i'll go more to test plosives and like sibilants sibilants yeah Yeah. um because uh those are the main things i test and then once that's done it's straight to just singing like it helps so much more for like whoever's mixing you if you just start singing
1: yeah that's what i figured right
0: yeah like testing one two three okay i guess maybe if you are like a sound technician that works best just because it's like a thing that lets people know that you're checking sound as opposed to just going like hey is this working Hey, 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 hi, hi. Like, you know, it's just a thing to say. It makes know? sense. Because like usually when the technicians test out they, they arrive before everyone else and they test out the sound um by themselves and they just kinda walk around the space going, test, one two, one two, one two, test, one two. Yeah, so it's yeah. like a it's like a demarcation that hey, we're currently testing sound and he's figuring it out actually that makes a lot of sense so it's like yeah. everyone chill don't worry this isn't the
1: thing it's yeah. just testing exactly but then what's the one two one two and why is it not one two three four well it is sometimes one two three four yeah what do the numbers mean i don't know maybe because they present
0: different sounds i was gonna say do they get progressively louder it's supposed to be testing one two three four I have no idea, man. You could, that that one you got to ask this hunter technician, but I wow. think it's it's just become like the thing to say. What if I just look on Reddit? I'm sure it's on Reddit. <laughs> you can find everything on the internet. Um, but yeah how how were your how is what day is it today? Today is the 11th Eleventh of January. Into the new year, dang. Um, how has your new year
1: been so far? It's been chill. Oh, I've nice had Indian time. food like four times. <laughs> Indian food four times. That's like, that's, that's not a good start to the new year. It was good Indian food though. Like <laughs> I ordered, cause like I was hungry when I got home because on, okay. New Year's Eve, I had a photo shoot. I had a, a job and I got home. I was like hungry. I was like, um, I can order Brinda's. Brinda's still open. And they were, they were Shout like, out. open. Not a Dude, sponsor. They <laughs> should be though. Brenda should sponsor everything. They're so good. Good hang podcast sponsored by Brinda's Indian Cuisine. I wouldn't mind that being our sponsor. <laughs>
0: Just the it's studio amazing. smelling like curry all the time. Yeah. Ugh. Um. How? What are your your resolutions, or do you even make resolutions for the new year?
1: Um. I make soft resolutions. Like it's like if I don't if I don't complete it by the end of the year, it's like not big deal. But it's like something I want to focus on.
0: So non-committal. Resolutions. Kind of.
1: But see, my my New Year's resolution this year is kind of ironic because I can't really talk about it because I will just talk about it. My new year's resolution is to not talk about stuff until I do it. Mm. Like if I have an idea for a script, just write it. Don't tell anyone his idea for a script. This is my idea for a project. Just do it.
0: That's a big thing. I think for, for most people that are either freelancers or like not uh, regularly or steadily employed, mm-hmm. like where, where you don't have a place to show up to every day. And like the guy says, Hey, do this. And you just sit down and do that. Like, it's it's quite common to have to catch people up on you know if like someone asks like oh hey what are you up to mm-hmm. these days and like you tend to tell them right and that is such a strange mind trick like sometimes like it is I, I noticed this for myself as well like when people ask oh like so what are you busy with nowadays and I'll tell them like oh I'm I'm looking to do this 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 and then like telling them that I plan to do it brings the satisfaction of doing it for some reason mm-hmm.
1: apparently plan- that's a thing
0: like I've heard yeah. that there's been a study about that like your brain is like it's it's giving you like the dopamine of like you know you've already done this and like it's yep. already like yep. accomplished even though you've basically just told someone like a, a plan brain Your brain's that's, so up. Dumb. that's that's a good resolution to have i think everyone should look to you know talk less and do more yeah also because like you know listen to hamilton more as well i yeah. guess also like the, the the less you you talk about this kind of stuff and the more you do like i feel like truly busy people you don't know how busy they are hmm I think that's a good thing to to work towards. Like, yeah. be one of those people. Be one of those people that like don't talk up a big game. It's just like that guy that yeah it's does like, stuff in the shadows. Who,
1: who's it? Was it Beyonce who, who did it first? Who was like
0: Bay once All of a
1: sudden, boom! Here's a new album. Didn't talk about it. Just it appears. Well, I mean, that's a
0: very strange analogy, John, but yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> like it's, No, I mean, it's pretty apt. You know, most people are like, ooh, my album's coming out in a year and a half. I'm working on it. I'm in the studio now. I'm working on
0: this, working on that. I mean, people I knew she had an album coming out, so it was more of like a, yeah. So that's the weird analogy part. But but I will agree on the, like, for me, like, the Beyonce slash productivity analogy that I always make
1: mm-hmm.
0: is that Beyonce has the same 24 hours that you do.
1: Yeah, that's that so makes sense. So
0: you go out there and get it. If Beyonce yep. can, so can you. Let's not forget that Beyonce
1: has way more talent than any of us have. Eh, debatable. Debatable.
0: Yeah. I feel like everyone has their area of expertise. Yeah. Like, we can't all be booty shakers. Yeah, I feel
1: like a lot of people aren't ready for my jelly. Uh Was that her? Yes. Because her body's too Destiny's delicious.
0: Child. There we go. Same thing. With Michelle and Kelly. Same thing. Same. Poor yeah. Michelle. <laughs> um hey welcome oh hi wow (laughs) welcome to episode 32 of good hang Uh, episode 32 first one for the new year happy new year everybody okay i think i think we've we've crossed the the threshold of like the acceptable threshold of saying happy new year yeah it's like we can no longer say it if you say happy new year like at this point of the year you just sound like someone that's been living under a rock for like someone who's just slowing the uptake pretty much
1: it's like, Happy New Year. It's like, where have you been for the past 11 days?
0: I said Happy New Year to somebody yesterday, and I felt really stupid after that. He was yeah. like, hey, what's up? He was like, hey, Happy New Year.
1: <laughs> happy new hair? <laughs> happy <laughs> hey, happy,
0: happy haircut. Hey.
1: Like, you haven't seen me in seven months. I've got a couple of haircuts.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: well, this, was it a happy one? Was your haircut happy? Was, <laughs> not a sad haircut, <laughs> truly.
0: But hey there, everybody. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for sticking with us. We were on a little bit of a break there. Welcome back. We've got some really exciting stuff planned for you this year. Um, if you are new to this show, hello there, everybody. My name Hi. is Nathan. I'm John. And we are Good Hang Podcast. We pretty much just talk. We hang out. We yeah. catch up.
1: There's, we talk about things. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's tough to pin down exactly what we do on this show. And I wish I could tell you. I, but, I believe we delight and excite. <laughs> we delight and excite. But essentially...
1: and integrate.
0: In, essentially, it's like current events slash... Uh our opinion on different things in the media mm-hmm. slash catching up with each other. It's like two guys who haven't seen each other in a week, get
1: together, enjoy each other's company, catch up, and you're invited in. You're a little voyeur, you're a little fly in our wall, and also we have music. Yeah. And theme songs. Yeah. Uh so yeah.
0: speaking of theme songs, let's let's get to the first one. When you see your bud and wanna know what's new, you just gotta ask. Hey, what buddy. you been up to? Alrighty then. Right, right, right. So I guess we kind of just did that sort of in the opening banter. <laughs> um, uh, so I do know what you have been up to, John, with yeah. all the Indian food.
1: Yeah, I've been uh, I've been up to my ears in Indian food. Mm-hmm. So what do you been, what have you been up to, Nathan?
0: Um, the New Year's has been a lot of planning for me. Like I usually do a lot of the planning in December, but my December was slightly busier than usual, so. It has been pushed back to planning this month for the year ahead. Um, so you do that. You you take like the beginning of the year be like, this is what 2016 is going to be about. Kind of, kind of. Well, I, I don't really do resolutions um, for the year. It's more like uh, quarterly goals. Right. You know, by this quarter, I want to get this done. By this quarter, I want to get this done. So, that's kind of what I'm going for this year. That's great. Um, yeah, have some exciting plans, you know, mostly music-related. Can you give us a little insight on that? Do you need a, little, nah. a little taste of... No, nah, because it's not. Yeah, my resolution. Ta- you can't talk about it. The more you talk about it, the less likely you are to get to it. Ah. But broad strokes, more music, um, and that's about it. Yeah, That sounds good. Yeah, man. That sounds good. But, like, I don't know. Something about New Year's always scare me because... I think it's fair to say sometimes people have good years. Sometimes people have bad years, you know, like mm-hmm. they have years where like everything's busy and productive and they're getting shit done. Sometimes they have years where they're just kind of in between a lot of places like they're like either fresh out of a relationship or like fresh into a new one that didn't work out. You know, like you, you, you tend to characterize years, um, with like, you know, the big milestones like relationships, yeah. uh, uh, employment, uh, school, graduating, exams, whatever. And, 2015 was a strange one for me. It was very in between. Like I didn't, I I didn't completely just not do anything. I got stuff done, but I can't say there were any like major milestones for me.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's also part of like being out of the school system. Yeah, Because I think especially when you're younger, big thing is like, oh, graduated or graduated. finished this class
0: or whatever. Mm. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. It's like just now, it's just life, man. You got to create just, your
0: own goals. I yeah. think that I think that's why I'm trying to do this whole quarterly thing. You got to create your own goals. You got to like. Um, set your own um, mission and mm-hmm. accomplish that mission. Yeah, mission possible. Bam, bam. <laughs> get it done. So yeah, I'm excited for 2016. Uh, I cannot wait to see where I get. Like, I I cannot even foresee what my December is going to look like. Like, I I don't know what December 2016, Nathan, is going to be like. That is how unsure I am about this year's um, journey. Shouldn't you always be like that, though? Like, if you like if you know what you're going to be like in December, like I think most people have a rough idea of where they will be, you know, by the end of the year. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like, okay.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I guess but
0: I'm cool. definitely like I don't know what to expect. But it's
1: good, man. It's like you leave yourself open to the opportunities of the universe and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, hippy dippy shit. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How has your New Year's been, everybody? Let us know on the Twitters and all that good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, tweet at us. Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: I guess you know we 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 just finished uh last night we we filmed an episode of Dwayne's
0: Spin Stop.
1: Mm, yeah. What's that,
0: Nathan? What's Dwayne's Spin Stop? Um so both of us have a mutual friend uh Dwayne. He's a local actor here in Singapore and he has been a good friend of ours. Like yes. he's just like one of those guys that He's been in the scene for a very long time, He's uh, and there's a reason for it, is because he's, he's good at what he does. He's a vampire. Yes, he's a vampire. You think he's, he's a vampire? Uh, yes, I do know. But there's a reason why he's been in the scene for so long. He's good at it, and he is a nice guy. So yeah. people tend to employ him and like him. Um, and he's 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 um, been venturing into the world of um, video... I don't, know, I don't even know what you it's call it. content creation. He's yeah, got content. A- imagine like a podcast, but in video form, and um, it's mm. like interviewing people. So we did an episode of that yesterday. We spoke for about an hour. Uh, we live-streamed it, but you can still find it on YouTube. We posted it up on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, we just kind of talked for an hour about a bunch of different things. So if you like what you're hearing now, but you'd rather see us as well, um, that's a good way to do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's basically an episode of Good Hang, but with like a third party yeah. And like... And videos. And videos. Yeah. And images. I actually had to fix my hair for that. Usually, my hair is just like... Mah. I'm in my pajamas. <laughs> right now, you are. Dude, it's a rainy
0: day. Just give me a
1: break. No, this is true. I Yeah, I barely wanted even to come here. I just wanted to like sleep. Rainy
0: days are the like the best and the worst. Yeah. I, I like rainy days when I have things to do because it gives me an excuse to maybe not do them. <laughs> it's like, Oh, I have some emails to answer, but you know what? Oh, it's
1: raining. Look at that precipitation. My computer's going to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um, I'm a little lost. I I think I have forgotten how to do a show. Nah, nah. So.
1: <laughs> well, we okay. Well, am uh, I trying to talk to what I've been up to? Um, Yeah, 2016's been good. I think I've been ugh, been working really hard between working at the job and working at the other things I got going on. I've been going through a little bit of a rough patch, feeling a little tired and a little bit depressed. Mm. Which is good. And I think I didn't uh, realize great, it. Great, great stuff. But it's depression. good to realize it because I think I've been going through about a of depression for about maybe a month and a half now, uh-huh. not really realizing it. Right. I thought maybe I was just lacking sleep and stuff you like that. Find yourself not. in a funk. Yeah, I find myself in a bit of a funk, but relatively unexplainable. Just again, not a lot of energy,
0: not a lot of drive. Yeah, it's not a binary thing. It's tough to quantify these things
1: yeah it's in but but i can tell like now i can tell like i just i just didn't realize it like my mood's been a bit iffy i've been short with people which is sucky uh but uh, yeah that's the idea of that like i'm getting too much sleep and not enough sleep at the same time simultaneously at least that's what that's what it feels like right that's my main tipping point but i think i'm okay i think i'm gonna snap out of this one pretty quick yeah
0: but i, I, I think a lot of it i, I have yeah. been in those little like weird bits here and there where yeah, we're everyone kind has, of, yeah, yeah, yeah we're just kind of in between i think what really helps is um not just keeping busy but like a set sleep schedule mm-hmm. like i remember there was a time where i was sleeping in the, in the mornings basically and like up all night and just kind of weird yeah. in the day in the afternoon um i made it like a conscious decision just to not do all the youtube reddit nonsense <laughs> past 1pm uh, 1 a.m., I mean. Mm. And it really did help. Like, waking up in the morning, getting shit done. Like, even if you're not going to be fully packed for the day or super busy for the day, at least you have that sense of regularity. Yeah. And that and, and you function with the rest of the world around you. But I
1: think it's like a chicken and egg situation. Like, I wasn't sure. I thought I was getting feeling a little bit down because my sleep was fucked up. Yeah. But I think maybe I'm fucked up and then my sleep's... It's a bit of both. I think they feed each other. Right. Because when
0: your sleep gets messed up, like, you mm. tend to stay at home a lot. You don't see a lot of people. And that's like a... That's, that's like a one-way ticket to depression land, man. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Uh, but it's good to look out for that and should be all right. I should be all right. But that
1: yeah. segues nicely into our next segment. Yeah, hang in there. there Listen to us
0: talk all day. You've got things you want to say. All you do is ask. Because we read your shit. Yeah, what yeah. do we have? What do we have, John?
1: Okay, just to ride this Depression Train uh, train into Funny Town, <laughs> uh, Nathan. You got to give me a name for our fan, an anonymous. So we can anonymize our Rachel. Listener. Rachel. Rachel. Can we go a little bit more? Raquel. Okay, Raquel. It is. It's <laughs> spelled over Q and two L's. Ooh, French. Okay. Uh, this is from Raquel. Then uh, he says, "Hey, John and Nathan." Uh, brace yourself, this is going to get a little long. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I'm currently going through depression, and I've been seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist. To add to, onto to this, I have taken antidepressants on a daily basis, and there are times when people ask me what my pills are for, though I always try to be discreet about it. There are times I lie about what the pills are, and there are times when I just come clean. Now, what bothers me the most is when I do come clean to people, they go, uh, are you sure you're depressed? Because you don't mm. seem like it. Mm. I mean, sure, this isn't the first time I'm dealing with skepticism. As a gay person who has come out, there were many people who built really big, fancy stories on why I came out as gay. So maybe this is entirely new to them, uh, entirely new, and I'm over the people who are in doubt of my sexuality because as long as I'm happy and being who I am, it doesn't matter. Here, here. But for some reason, I can't help but feel this tinge of extra discomfort when people question my depression. It kind of feels like I'm basically coming out again, but only this time, worse. This may sound a little confusing, but it's a whole new experience with deja vu-esque feelings. Maybe it's because when I came out as gay, it would have been with the when I barely knew the people. So if they didn't like me, we could simply go our separate ways. But with depression, it's so hard to tell people who I feel need to know mm. because I fear so much that they might shy away from me and, and my problems. Right. Uh, it gets very scary when I'm feeling absolutely terrified of telling my close friends, what should I do? On a lighter note, with a brand new though, with a brand new year, I'd like to give my thanks to the both of you for everything you guys have done for me. You guys make most of my days far more bearable, and I'm definitely recovering a step at a time. Thanks for existing, and thanks for helping me with my really long issue. Much love, Raquel. Thank you very much, Raquel. 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 Ra- Raquel. Raquel. Okay.
0: Um, okay, I have some thoughts on this, and I'm not too sure if they're going to be correct. So enlighten me, or educate me, or inform me if I'm off the beat, uh, gotcha. off the track at any point. Okay, so. Um, we live in a post-Glee society. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we live in Glee a- is going on in the hearts and minds of... Okay, yeah, go ahead. We live in like a post-Glee society where um, things like bullying and uh, gay bashing and racism, they are no longer like things that quietly happen, you know? Mm-hmm. If they happen, they're called out and people are made like to be shamed for it, you know? Um, we live... I mean, like, you can see it clearly. I mean, of course, in Singapore, you still see bits of, like, gay bashing and things like that. But for the most part, most of our... our age group and our social circles, they tend to be not cool with that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So it's still, you know, for the most part, coming out as gay, especially to friends around this age, you know, in, like, the post-2000s, is acceptable, you know? Yeah. People for the... People will, um... Accept you for it. They might change their behavior slightly, but for the most part, they 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 want to be cool with it. Whether or not they express it in the best way, that's that's person to person. But things like depression, things like um, uh, yeah, yeah, things like things like depression, like emotional problems. I feel like those are things that people don't quite have the social vocabulary to deal with yet. Mm, Just yeah. because it's so uncommon and it's so. Um, I wouldn't say taboo, but it's so rarely brought up in the media. It's so rarely brought up in um, just social groups in general that I can imagine if someone were to say like, hey guys, I've been diagnosed with depression or I've been diagnosed by bipolar or whatever it is, like any kind of emotional issue, it is immediately seen as either crazy or I don't know how to deal with this. It's a problem that... I relate with um, craziness, huh. you know? So, it, it, it's kind of like the thing where, like, they don't know how to deal with this. They don't know how to work around it. Like, they don't know, like, oh, should I be watching my words? Should I uh, not be uh, um, uh, bothering you at this time? That kind of thing. It's like, it, it's it, they just don't have that social vocabulary to deal with someone who is depressed. You know, even though... Um, there really shouldn't be you just treat them like normal yeah, people yeah, yeah. pretty much well but like
1: i think it's also is also i think you're you're kind of on the right track like i feel that's right like it's the framing of it i feel like particularly with 2015 with all the strides have been made for lgbt rights i mean bet, i mean there's there was the, the america making legal in all 50 states to marry to have gay marriage and um tv shows that are promoting it or not even promoting promoting is the
0: right word just having it <laughs> yeah it yeah, has having it. it yeah you know, it's, it's more, it's ever present in the media. It's no longer, we're not growing up in our parents' times anymore. Exactly. Like with our parents, like homosexuality was taboo. Exactly. You wouldn't see it anywhere. And now it's everywhere. Exactly.
1: And you go to the essence of the difference between, um, coming out as homosexual and depression. If you compare them, there's a reason why we call it love wins. It, it's what it is. Love. It's yeah. love in all forms to be celebrated, to experienced and to be treasured. Whereas depression, it's not. It's yeah. there. It's a part of our lives. Um, if you have it, and even if you don't, I'm sure you people have tackles uh, tackle some issues with it. But yeah. if you're living with depression, it's not something to be celebrated. It's something to be brought out of the closet and talked about. I think for sure, which is why part of the reason why I I talk about it on this podcast because it's you know for people like Raquel here, yeah, our little I guess French French lady, lady friend, man.
0: maybe maybe from maybe from Quebec. France is pretty depressing. I can understand I can, why. Well, they have a lot of baguettes like their their food portions are just so small i'd be so sad yeah but they're so
1: good though (laughs) and then sometimes you
0: get like big stews that like plates are always so small though i've never been happy with a french meal really
1: you're not going to the right places then i suppose i mean they all surrender us well french surrender a lot (laughs) but raquel yes um first of all super awesome that you're getting help i'm so glad to hear that yes um yeah just hang in there i mean let's let's tackle your points here um
0: we we have spoken about this on the podcast i remember yeah. when you uh when you kind of came out yeah, um yeah. it's it's just it's so easy to label someone who's depressed as crazy because and mm. and so easy to label someone that goes to see a therapist or psychiatrist or a psych what's the difference between psychologist and psychiatrist? Psychiatrists can prescribe medication. Okay. So it's so easy to label anyone that goes to see like a therapist a psychologist or mm. psychiatrist as like a loony person, you know, because it's just such a um, a rarity in asian society for someone to go see a doctor um mm-hmm. a, and and they're not you know sick in the traditional sense mm-hmm. it's it, it's just i mean even back in in, in u.s like in the 80s um, early 90s uh therapy psychiatry was still very rare people did have the same kind of views where if you went to see one of those people you're like hey go back to the loony house whereas nowadays it's more commonplace uh people understand that sometimes you just need someone to talk to
1: yeah yeah but I think I think Raquel, you put you you pretty much labeled it it's like I, I think um he or she is asking why does it feel different that's like the main that the main issue here is why does he f- he or she feel different coming out as gay versus coming out as depressed and I yeah. think you, you're right here it's like when people if people don't accept you as gay then forget it where i mean that that says a lot about the person they're yeah. intolerant <laughs> of the gay lifestyle then forget I don't need you in my life yeah. But yeah, but it's like the people that matter to you, they still, as Nathan said, could be ignorant about what it means to be depressed or
0: yeah. mental issues, psychological yes. issues. So I guess... It's tough. It's definitely a lot tougher. I can imagine, yeah. say, if if I were to tell a friend that I I I um I think I might be depressed, hmm. even if it was a good friend, maybe not like the best friend, but a good friend, I can imagine that person behaving differently around me mm-hmm. only because it's not that they don't, they don't want to help or that they hate me now because I'm depressed, but more so that like, they they feel the need to maybe walk around eggshells a bit, yeah. Because I oh shit, like what if I do this and I drive him over the edge? Like it becomes that um slight, uh like what do I do? Yeah. So I don't know if this helps at all, Raquel. But maybe explain to your friends, at least at least the yeah, ones yeah, that you care yeah, to keep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That like you know, there's really no difference. Don't treat me any differently.
1: Well, that's not a hundred percent true. I mean, okay. yeah, the, yeah. the sentiment is right. It's yeah. like but you do have to treat someone with depression a little bit differently it's it's just again it's just it, but don't view it as like now they've changed to think of it like oh now you know them better right like when you first meet someone oh this is them they do this this is what they do for a living right blah blah, blah. but the more you get to know someone the more you get to know the good the bad the ugly of every side inside everyone the more you know them yeah and that'll change that'll morph but here's here's what i want to say nathan yeah you're right it's like try to just tell them Tell them a little bit about what you're going through. Explain to them, like to a lot of people, depression is like such an uh, like an amorphous idea. Mm. But you tell them, like 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 it like exactly how I was saying, like you know, ten minutes ago in this podcast. Like yeah. I've been feeling overwhelmed and, and lack of energy and not wanting to get up and even getting out of my bed seems troublesome and yeah. sleeping too much, not sleeping enough. Like these are things that people can understand. Um, yeah, and I. I also, I think – what I think it is is also when you're viewing the other people, when people don't – again, don't accept you because you're a homosexual, that, that's coming from a place of like fear and wanting that person to shape the world around them to what they want. It's it's In other words, it's not coming from a place of love. Mm. Very rarely you'll find that person be like, oh, you're gay. Well, please um, turn to Jesus because I want you to save your soul. And I really mean that in like yeah. a, you know, a real – coming from a place, yeah, yeah, a real place yeah, yeah. of truth and, and wanting to care for you. Yeah. Whereas when I mean, people – most people – well, most people would just be like,
0: get your mouth off of my dick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Assuming your mouth is on their dick. Yeah. But when you're dealing with depression, people people then often, especially if your friends, your loved ones, will come to you from a place of love being like wanting to help. Yeah. And that may look or sound or manifest in different ways. Like, oh, you're not depressed. I know you. You're you're not depressed. Yeah. They're coming from a place of wanting to help you up and prop you up and like – and trust me, there's nothing worse than getting like overused advice or in inap- or inapplicable advice to – hearing about depression <laughs> it doesn't help but always try to remember they're trying to come from a place of love so
0: <laughs> be patient be let, patient let's let, let, let's let's do like a role play okay all right so you be the person telling explaining to me uh that you're depressed oh, okay. you're seeing a psychiatrist okay. and i'll be the the, the guy that the, the the guy that um like the traditional you know okay, okay. people uh, are o- crazy o- 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 improv yeah. oh rutherford i'd rather have something to tell you
1: Oh, we British? I don't know. Do I you, have to be British? <laughs> I'm gifting you with an opportunity. This is improv. I'm, you can take it. You can yes and my uh, thing, or you can throw it aside. All righty then. Okay, I'll start again. I'll start again. All right. Hey, yo, Jerome. Yo, man. I got something to tell you, bro. What's up? Oh, uh, I. you know, I've been feeling mad, depressed and shit, dog. Depressed? Yeah. Like...
0: Like you haven't been jerking off as much
1: no what no no like just not like
0: have you, have you have you tried just jerking off a little bit and just you know release a bit i of mean tension? Yeah, i mean yeah i
1: mean yeah um, but and you're still sad w- well not not at the moment i climax that feels pretty good but then yeah immediately after that, i'm like sad i'm like what am i doing what? why can't i get someone else to do this for me and like i'm losing my job at the 7-eleven because i ain't going over there what what are you sad about I like everything, man. Like, uh, Just like my life's not in the right place. I'm lonely. I just, I just don't have the energy, bro. Like, I think there might be something in my brain
0: chemistry, you know? Just just steal a bunch of Red Bulls from work. Energy. What do you need energy for? Just get some five-hour energy, some just, Red Bulls, no, eat some no, more donuts.
1: No, man, Jerome, Jerome, listen to me, man. What? That Red what? Bull ain't going to help.
0: You said you need energy. I mean, you're okay. You're fine. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're you're functioning just fine. I talk to you every day, and you seem normal. You're not a crazy person. I am normal, son. Yeah? I got mad skills. Uh Uh-huh. I'm working on my shit. All right. But sometimes, I'm just a little sad. So, what are you doing about it? I'm
1: talking to you, bro.
0: I'm opening up to you, my brother from another mother. Hey, man. I, I... I don't get emotional about that stuff. I Man, don't talk to me about that kind of shit.
1: Man, you ain't a good friend after all. I thought you'd be understanding. I don't know why. Just because you knocked up my sister when you all 14. That's
0: complicated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's, it's hard for people to come to gripes with um, someone who is depressed because it's a certain sadness that it's not like you know oh my girlfriend broke up with me i'm sad oh um my parents are separated i'm sad <laughs> oh i i dropped my ice cream i'm sad but these it's, are all
1: things that can trigger sadness yeah like yeah with depression it's but with, yeah, 10 with, levels below that yes
0: with depression it's less like a thing happened and i'm sad it's more like i the the chemistry in my brain almost right yeah yeah yeah
1: but like I said, I think I think it sounds like you're handling it well, yeah I man, think do Ra- it. Ra- Raquel, I think at this time, it's just give it time, like um, I can tell from some of the things you messaged in the in the in the, some of the things you said, in the message that I didn't read off that you know you're young, you're still a young person, so you, you got time, you got time to find your crazies, and Paris is a
0: beautiful city, just explore, yeah, yeah,
1: um, check out the arrodas month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well thank you very much Raquel, Thanks, Raquel. for sending the message um, hey, is that yeah. all the shit we have to read yeah and right, guys
1: I, I, and, and the we're, the things you said there at the end Raquel is really lovely thank, oh, I'm glad that we're helping you out in any way that we can with yeah. this stupid little podcast where we <laughs> talk about nonsense and role play as gang bangers dealing with depression
0: <laughs> well if you do want to um, reach out to us whether it be for comments advice whatever the hell you have something to show us, like a news story or whatever. Yeah, anything send, random. Send it over to Twitter or Facebook page or the website. Yeah. There's a million ways to do it.
1: You guys know where to find us. Yeah. All righty. That was cool. That
0: was our... That was uh, we, the shit reading. We read their shit. All right, man. Um, what do you want to go on to next? What do we usually go on to? I well, truly did been, forget how to do it's this a lot, It's been a lot of depressing talk. You it's ever, been a lot, do lot of f- depressing talk. Do you have a fun game for us to play? Um, it, I, have a, I have a game. I don't know if it's going to be fun, Oh, oh, I love games that aren't fun, only because you might lose like high ally. you might l- <laughs> <laughs> you might lose completely oh, oh la, 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 yeah, okay, fine, bring it on. The then. challenge has been set uh, where's my computer there it is game time, game time. righty, seeing as to how it is the new year. Um, I've decided to play a game that we haven't played in a while, the Rotten Tomatoes game. Whoop, whoop, bring it so on. Movie scores and all that stuff. And seeing as to how it is the new year, how about movies that happened on New Year's Day slash New Year's Eve? All right. Cool, cool, cool. So movies that are set in that time period.
1: All right. Yeah, we haven't done this in a while. So listeners, this is how it works. Nathan's going to read a title for a movie. I am going to try to guess its score on Rotten Tomatoes, which, if you live under a rock, is a website that aggregates critics' scores for the movie and gives it a percentage out of 100 which is what all percentages are Yes, of positive versus negative
0: reviews. Yes. And how the game works is that his score will be the difference. So say for example, the score of the film is 50% and he guesses 70, then he scores 20 points. Boom. So the less points, the better. It's like golf. Uh, okay. So you, Do you gotta, have a pen and paper for me? Uh, yes. Or just a pen. Yes. I will keep score. I will be helpful. You keep score because I'm going to be reading a lot. All right. righty. So guys, play along at home if you want. Uh, tweet us your scores and see if you beat John. Alright. How much? Do, how many? My, what's my score need to be to win? B- below how much? I haven't done this math. Okay. <laughs> so like, I'm just
1: going to get a score, and you'd be like, "Nah, you lost." Yeah, I'll be like, "Nah, that doesn't sound good to me." <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Me, well, let let how you know. many movies are there?
0: Uh, there are eight movies.
1: Eight movies, and what usually give me a 10% window for a movie? Yeah. So under 80.
0: Sure. Okay. Under 80. Okie dokie. I feel
1: like these are all terrible movies, by the way.
0: Okay. He, uh, you'll, you'll see. I, okay. I can't give too much Okay, away. Fair, 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 fair. All right. So, first question. In this movie that gave birth to a sequel, um, Ice Cube takes his family out on a road trip. Oh. <laughs> the 2005 movie, Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet? There's a sequel to that? Yeah, it's called Are We Done Yet? <laughs> Never have there been two more aptly named movies. Okay. So, Are We There Yet? because when you Two watch that five. shit you're like fuck
1: this. Yeah. Are we done? It makes cuz yeah. When you watch the movie it makes you want to say, are we done with the fucking fucking fucking? Okay, um it's 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 not they're not good movies. They're not good movies. Or are you trying to trick me? 85%. No, um <laughs> are we there yet? Starring Ice Cube, Curtis Jackson. I'm going to give it a score
0: of 33. 33. Are we there yet has a score of Eleven percent.
1: Oh crap! Okay, I already <laughs> lost. Okay, that gives me twenty-two. You can catch up. You can catch up. Oh, that was terrible. Uh, we're going to eighty. Oh, that's bad. That's a, <laughs> that's a chunk of my score gone. Okay, okay next. how about this?
0: If you hit it right in the head, you you get a five point deduction. Okay, let's, okay, that's cool. Okay, okay. Next nah, movie. Not gonna happen, but okay. Next movie. New York City is in peril once again, and ghosts need busting. Ghostbusters from nineteen eighty-nine. Ghostbusters two. Okay,
1: Ghostbusters Two is an um, uh one is an amazing thing of uh cinema. It's a it create film. holds up amazingly. Uh, Ghostbusters Two, I thought for the longest time I thought it was good, but only when I started getting
0: into it again this year because I was tinted glasses. Yeah, so let's see, Ghostbusters Two. Also, Ghostbusters Two, you know that is like a pre like a early nineties movie because of Peter McNichol and Rick Moranis. Yeah. Where
1: are, where the hell are they? Well, Rick Mymanish is like semi-retired. There was an article about, that he came out with last year. He looks
0: great. He's just t- he basically taking care of his kids. I f- like no one does that. Like every time someone is super famous, you will still hear about them until they die because they'll have their own reality show. They'll yeah. take part in like Celebrity Apprentice. No, he's and, like, just like living in the Upper West Side. Yeah, of New York, I love of that. I love that he just said, like, yeah, acting was cool. I'm done. Let's just. But I wonder what he does with human. like all his free time. He probably builds inventions in his attic. Yeah. yeah. He's trying to
1: build the thing from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ghostbusters 2. Uh, let's see. Let's think. I'd say Ghostbusters 1 probably has like a high, ni- a mid-90s score.
0: Ghostbusters 2, I think it's still on the fresh side. It's still a great... I-, I personally think it's still a great movie just because it's fun. I'll give it a 67. Ghostbusters 2 is rotten. Oh, no. With 50%. Ah, that sucked. Okay, that's 17. I don't 17. Know if I agree with
1: that. 17. Yeah. I am now up to thir-
0: 39. Oh, crap. That's <laughs> yeah, half the thing. <laughs> I'm so scared for the new Ghostbusters movie because I don't know if they'll be able to capture the same tone. You yeah, know? something about ghostbusters like the tone of it was just so different yeah i what? think it was the first like true action comedy
1: yeah i think a big part of it was harold ramus Ramis as well who his writing e was and, tight and his writing was really good did his he write the tight. whole
0: thing from script like was he the writer i don't know if he wrote the entire script but him his like his writing mixed with bill murray's kind of like lackadaisical yep, so like, good you know your phone's making things yeah, sorry. um like it was just like she's such an interesting combination you know like, the ghosts were not central to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Like, the characters are just so strong. Um, anyway, yes. Next movie. from Also from 1989, about two old friends who try not to fuck each other. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally.
1: When Harry Met
0: Sally. That is Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan, back when she was... Man, she was so gorgeous. She was gorgeous. Definitely. And, like, movies. not in, like, a movie Star way. She was gorgeous in just, like, a... I could see myself seeing that person yeah. on the streets and turning my head, you know.
1: And you know, can I just say that? Like this, she's like my favorite kind, like a pretty blonde, as opposed to, like a hot blonde. Mm.
0: Pretty blondes, blondes, blondes tend to just be like very unapproachable to me. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever I see a, a really hot blonde, I'm just like, I appreciate yeah. your beauty. Yeah. I appreciate your beauty, and I will never touch that exactly. because it's it. I am not worthy. But <laughs> a pretty blonde, they're great. Yeah.
1: Anyway, okay. When Harry met Sally, uh. Let's see here. I'd probably give that, what, an 84. Final? Yeah, final.
0: Alrighty then. When Harry Met Sally is certified fresh at 89%. Eighty-nine. Well, look, when I wrote it down, I
1: almost made a typo. It looks like an 89.
0: <laughs> 84,
1: so that's five points. Whoa, I'm in this thing.
0: I, what do you feel about like, romantic comedies in general? I like them in
1: general. I mean, they're,
0: f- they're like, fun every once in a while, yeah.
1: I feel like really, really bad romantic comedies are like the worst kind of films, but really, really good romantic comedies are great. What was the last good one you saw? Trainwreck,
0: eh, fair. I'll
1: count that. It's like kind of a newer yeah, version yeah, yeah. of a romantic comedy.
0: I don't know if like that was a, a favorite of mine. Like I appreciated it. I enjoyed the pacing and the jokes because yeah, Judd Apatow. Yeah. But like my last favorite favorite romantic comedy was Crazy Stupid Love. That's a great one. I really enjoyed that one. Like
1: that's like whenever it's on HBO, I'll wait for it to come. Up. Like that fight that they have in the backyard that just uh, cracks me up every time. I just love
0: that movie. It's like and the reveals were so nicely paced. because yeah. Like there's a bit of a twist here and there. Um. Yeah, but it's like romantic com romantic comedies in general, like they're just sometimes they're so hard to watch because it's like a it's basically an A to Z like you know from 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 start to end of like will they fuck yeah, and it's it's hard to <laughs> what watch. Keep, what keeps
1: them from fucking? <laughs> About time is a good one too.
0: Oh no, I, I dis I I disagree it. entirely. You like that one? The one with um Dano Gleason, right?
1: Yeah, and Rachel McAdams.
0: I uh, I dis okay. I agree that the chemistry was very fun in that one, but dude, the plot holes and the way that the freaking time travel thing worked was in- was completely inconsistent.
1: Yeah, fair, fair. fair. And I understand I that it's a rom
0: com, ju- so that shit shouldn't matter, but it mattered to me. I
1: just like. I think I just liked how. I mean, it was inevitable that he was getting... I think it just... I like that there were things that surpassed the, what happens in a rom-com. So there was, like, talk about mortality and life and things you can change or not change. Like, the time-traveling aspect, I thought, was very interesting.
0: I just didn't... Wait, am I thinking about the same... We are. We definitely are. About time. If you, No! What other Dom Hall Gleason rom-com are you thinking of? Dom Hall Gleason wasn't in About Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he? Yeah, Dom Hall
1: Gleason and Rachel McAdams. And Bill Nye was the father.
0: Oh, what was that other time travel?
1: The time traveler's wife, or you thinking about the time traveler's wife, which also had Rachel McAdams, but that was Brandon, that was uh, Eric Bana, so that's way different.
0: Oh, okay, I I can't because I remember I read a, about time the book because it was a book by was it? I'm very confused right now. I remember reading another book about like time travel and romance. Hmm. What was that? I truly don't know. Anyway, yeah, about time bothered me so much because like they they explained like the limitations. I'm still of not this. sure if you know <laughs> which movie we're talking about. Though. I do, I do, I do. Like they're yeah, they're yeah. in London and then she's an American or something like that, right? And then, yeah, like, correct. And um, like they they explained the limitations of this uh, time travel thing, uh-huh. and then they just totally mess it up. Also, like the basis of their relationship is completely dishonest, which I really because oh, he like. kept trying to get
1: it right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like he's basically not for her at all. <laughs>
1: Well, it's, it's, it's like it's, he it's, makes it's,
0: himself the perfect guy for him.
1: The, thing, the notion is that like it's like first impressions are hard, especially for this guy who's like clumsy, little dumb, Gleason-y. I enjoyed, enjoyed their Ginger. chemistry. I enjoyed their yeah. on-screen
0: chemistry. I did not enjoy this story. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, where were we? Uh, number four, we are on number four now. Okay, number four. Um, this is sort of like a romantic comedy on the topic um, from 1999. A bunch of teenagers in New York City on New Year's Eve, looking for love and fun. <laughs> 200 Cigarettes. 200 Cigarettes? Starring Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, Paul Rudd, Kate Hudson, and Dave Chappelle.
1: Oh, man. I have not heard of it. What's the greatest cast I've ever heard of, by the way?
0: Uh, I think I've heard of this movie, but I've never seen
1: it. I have, like, I Uh-oh. don't know.
0: Shot in the dark time.
1: Absolutely shot in the dark. Um, y- usually, when a movie's like that, it's usually in the mediocre range. So, And with mediocre with Rotten Tomatoes, it's, like, fresh, but not that fresh. So... I'll give it uh Can I give you a slight hint since uh, you're taking yes, a shot in please. the
0: dark. Pay attention to the year it was released.
1: What was it? 1999. Oh, pre-911. Okay. <laughs> everyone was worried about Y2K. <laughs> so, if everyone was worried about Y2K, would they go... Would they think movies are better or good? <laughs> and, and let's not forget that cigarettes had a really bad image back in... And the number 200... Oh, God. Uh, uh, that doesn't help at all. Uh, I'll give it a
0: 68. But, uh, sorry, not 200 cigarettes is rotten. Oh, no. At 28%. Oh, no. I got the eight right. Yep. I, I was I was hoping the year was going to be a hint because How basically so? in 1999 the only star in this movie was Ben Affleck so the cast was a little bit of a misnomer for you yeah, that's true because at the time Paul Rudd is basically unknown Kate Hudson was pretty much this is pretty almost famous so she was pretty much unknown Paul Rudd was Dave yeah. Chappelle was way unknown uh, Casey Affleck was known just as Ben Affleck's, ben Affleck's brother. brother so it it, it, it didn't yeah, but work just out just because of that and you, anyway. you got to think about it as a Ben Affleck movie not a Paul mm. Rudd Dave Chappelle movie. <laughs>
1: Paul, Paul Rudd though I'll never forget him Because he was in Clueless He was the, the guy in Clueless And he's mm. someone Who hasn't aged either I feel like he looked Exactly the same And
0: and he was Phoebe's Boyfriend and friends
1: That's right Mike Yeah
0: Anyway I Mike think you've lost already but I have I'm at 84 That sucks Oh maybe if you get Something on the head N- Sure <laughs> Okay next up Let's go From 2006 And also Starring Kurt Russell Who is going to be In Hateful Eight Coming mm-hmm. soon To Singapore Shores mm-hmm. Poseidon Okay, it's about a boat that capsizes, capsizes in the sea. and you got to figure shit out.
1: Um, never watched this, but I remember the trailer for some reason.
0: Yeah, like it was a fairly big movie.
1: Yeah, it was quite big. Uh, what year was this again? Two thousand and six. Two thousand six. Ooh, right in the sweet spot for like disaster movies. Yeah, there were so many disaster <laughs>
0: movies. Remember twenty twelve? Yeah. How stupid that and day after tomorrow,
1: day after tomorrow, all these things. Um. So nothing tops Armageddon. Armageddon for me is the best getting Armageddon screen. was tight. So good. Um, Poseidon, I'm going to give this a 52.
0: Poseidon is rotten at 33%. Damn it. You, you're, you're giving these movies too I'm much so credit. I'm so optimistic. You're giving these movies too much credit, John. Yeah. I, think, I think the lesson we've learned so far is that movies set in New Year's are generally terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> Unless right, it's six. about two people trying to fuck. Um. Okay, we have two movies left. Sorry, we have three movies left, and I'm I'm rooting for you to get all these on the head. Yeah. <laughs> From 1960, oh god, New Year's Eve heist of five casinos, the original Ocean's Eleven. Ah, Starring Frank Sinatra, and Dean, Dean Martin, Martin Sammy Davis Jr. This is okay. This is basically the equivalent of if One Direction is starting their own action movie. Like stuff like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, that is true, huh? Yeah, because like Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, do like the big pop stars of the time. It was like, and like they were given their own movie. They like they, were they weren't all... actors per se, but w- they were weren't given... they all
1: actors though, or like well, they... they started out as musicians, I guess.
0: Yeah, they were mu- they were they were musicians with a l- like just charisma oozing out everything. So yeah. I guess the they last were good group actors. to attempt
1: this was Spice Girls with Spice World. Spice been World. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. The original one in the 60s, well-received, I know that, uh, well-loved. But see, even then, like, but I'm still the whole critically... topic.
0: even then, like, Spice World, they played themselves. That is true. And, like, the the Jonas Brothers movie, they played themselves. I want to see, like, the, a boy band in a movie play, like, completely different characters, <laughs> like Danny Ocean.
1: Okay, Ocean's Eleven has a score of um, 79.
0: Ocean's Eleven, and I was surprised by this. Is rotten. What the shit? At forty eight percent. What the hell? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How many reviews did that have? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm guessing people just didn't like it that much. Okay, I'm done. TV score. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed the the remakes though. I really like. Yeah, I love them. Ocean yeah. Eleven
1: was one of my favorite movies, actually.
0: And like the score was just beautiful. <laughs> Ocean's Twelve was a bit. Meh. Which is the
1: one where they used Julia Roberts as Julia Roberts? Was that Twelve? Yeah, that was bad.
0: Oh yeah, they did do that. That was so dumb. <laughs> they made julia roberts play herself and it's because
1: like, oh, she kind of looks like julia roberts i was like
0: "That is." Was like right away i knew
1: they were going with this like Tess, yeah he, we gotta do it she looks just like her um that breaks the world because everyone looks like everyone we might as well have danny b or george clooney uh, anyway
0: like in a world where julia roberts exists so should george clooney and brad pitt and matt damon yeah it's et cetera, et cetera. so dumb uh but, like, everyone was really i think that was a movie that kind of like made george clooney george clooney no Oh, I think he was George Clooney before that. No, but see, like, before that, he was ER George, he was Clooney. ER George Clooney. He was ER George Clooney. I think Batman. Ocean's. He
1: was Batman.
0: Yeah, but see, like, also, that's kind of a joke. I think, like, Ocean's Eleven made him, like, cool George Clooney. Yeah. It made I think him, like, the right. suave, gentlemanly George Clooney. I think that yeah. movie really pushed it over the edge for him. Yeah. Then after that, he's basically, like, when you see him on screen, you're like. He's like, Danny Ocean. Well, not so much Danny Ocean, because when you saw him, he was still. When he was Danny Ocean, he, he was, was George Clooney. Clooney. Just that when you see him post Ocean's Eleven, you you're like. That's not Batman. That's not ER. That's like cool guy. Salt and Pepper Man. Yeah, he's the coolest Jewish person. Community. Anyway, uh, last two movies. All right, bring it on. From 2011, a bunch of love stories on New Year's Eve, supercast of okay. Zach Efron, Ashton Kutcher, Robert De Niro, Jessica Beale, Halle Berry, wow, with, Sarah Jessica Parker. Would that make sense? Hillary sure they have Swank. Original, Ryan Seacrest. John Bon title. Jovi, Russell Peters, and Jim Belushi. <laughs> Again, New Year's Eve wh- oh so original
1: the title uh, New Year's Eve was a shit bomb and it, it was even worse than Valentine's Day which came out first I believe I kind of enjoyed Valentine's Day
0: Wait, which one is the one where Josh Duhamel turned out to be gay
1: I don't know one has Aston Kutcher in it I don't know
0: I don't
1: know which one's John Josh Duhamel and is he like Timothy Oliphant? Is it is it them that look exactly the same? Josh
0: Duhamel is the guy that was in right. the yeah, Transformers and the short lived show Vegas.
1: Right. Okay. I'm giving this okay, I've been giving obviously I've been, You've been overshooting big time. So I will I want to give this a seventeen. So statistically then I should give it like an 11 mm.
0: New Year's Eve is rotten at 7%. Ah, that worked out.
1: That's closer, four. Closer. That's well within the margin.
0: Well, I mean, you've lost already. I'm not ex- exactly sure why we're still playing, but it's yeah, still Yeah, but it's like, it's you still know, good let's, let's, let's how people compare yes. If my math
1: is right, I'm at 89. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Final movie. Maybe my math isn't right, though. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Final movie from 1995. A New York City transit cop in depth and his black foster brother are, you know, the stars of this show. Namely, Woody Halison. Money and- Train. Yes, Woody Harrelson and Uh, what's-his-face? Blade. uh, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. (laughs) And a not-super-hot Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, the cop decides to rob the money train that carries the transit authority um, proceeds. And his brother decides whether or not to join in or stop him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of role reversal here. The black guy is the one who's not doing the crime. Yeah. Money Train, 1995. Money Train, 1995. Um, I miss movies like this. Like, just really stupid premises, but they put two famous people together and, like, make them do weird stuff in an action movie. It's
1: very 90s, isn't it?
0: It's so 90s. I loved movies like this. Like, Face Off. Yeah. Escape from L.A. Sure, sure, sure. Die Hard. Think, what's
1: that Denzel Washington movie with Chris, was it Chris Pine? Or,
0: yeah. Unstoppable. Oh, I've kinda... never seen that.
1: Yeah, it's a good movie. It has a vibe of, like, a 90s movie. You should check it
0: out. Unstoppable. Was that recent?
1: Yeah, three years ago, maybe. Three or four years ago.
0: Speaking about Chris Pine... There was this other action-y movie, spy action movie, Chris Pine and Tom Hardy. Sounds like a good cast. Terrible movie. What was it called
1: again? I remember that. I remember hearing that. I truthfully don't
0: remember, but it was Reese Witherspoon, Chris Pine, and Tom Hardy, and it was an abomination of a movie. I was so excited because the cast was like, oh my god, all these people are, I think, pretty good actors. And I watched it, and I wanted to throw my TV at the wall. (laughs) okay well i
1: remember money train quite fondly i've seen it a couple times uh money train not, a, not an oscar winning movie not a yeah. golden globe winning movie but a movie uh i, I will the moment say you
0: say i remember this movie fondly is when you should lower it sets by, like, me up for f- failure yeah um
1: all right no i feel confident no i don't well, let's just apply the same math i want to give it a 55 so let's give it a 44
0: Huh? money train is rotten at 22%. God! Damn it. <laughs> you're twice the score. <laughs> All right, John. Oh, so, you, how, what did you even score? I
1: stopped keeping math
0: a while ago, so I'm well over 100. He's over 100, so tweet us your scores, and if you're below 100, you beat John. Congratulations. <laughs> you beat me, yeah. <laughs> Those are hard movies, though. Yeah, a I, lot I, that many movies were set in New Year's Eve. I yeah. mean, like New Year's in general. Yeah. But, um, I
1: remember when I was. Just, get time, get time. I remember when it was. Designed the game for the last time we played i was like should i do new year's movies i'm like all i could think of was new year's eve and i'm like then
0: no. <laughs> okay there are some but like there's somewhere like i didn't include either because um it wasn't entirely set on new year's eve like godfather part two uh, yeah fair there was a, a major scene set in new year's eve and there was a set piece in new year's eve but the movie itself wasn't really set in new year's eve yeah mm-hmm. yeah Unstoppable,
1: by the way, has an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. I I'm gonna you, watch that. I think you'll enjoy it. Is it on Netflix? Let's see if it's available on Netflix.
0: Ooh, Netflix is it? Okay, that would be in the news. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, I just yeah, I signed up
0: for it. <laughs> Should we just go straight to the news? Shit yeah. Shit
1: yeah. One two three four. <laughs>
0: world views, interviews. Wall on puppy shoes. Television movie sports racist fans. Tiny horse. So many things in the world we're in. Did you hear about that? Big news! Netflix is now in Singapore and it is available for usage. Yeah. That is so cool. I never thought this day would... I mean, I always knew this day was going to come. But it's just so nice that we now have this thing that we can watch stuff on. Yeah, absolutely. Legally.
1: legally. I still haven't watched anything yet. I'm still waiting for it. But actually, you know what? I've... I almost forgot, but I was like a really early adopter of Netflix. I had it back in 2005.
0: Back when they were only sending DVDs. Only DVDs,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, like, Blockbuster was still around when I glommed onto Netflix. So, like, for those of you who don't know, Netflix, yeah, obviously, is like, is known as an instant streaming service. But it started out as, like, they would eat, they would go online, pick movies, and they would send you the DVDs of it. Yeah. With a self-addressed uh, with a self envelope that you could just prepaid and you would just send it back. Yeah. And I thought it was revolutionary then. <laughs>
0: Man. They stopped doing it. No, no, no. They still kind of do that, but it's extremely rare. Like, it's only like they have a DVD collection, but most people don't really bother.
1: Yeah, and obviously that's not available over here, right? I
0: don't think so. Um, Are there any... Okay, I haven't really looked into this as much, but are there any restrictions as to, like, are there shows that you just cannot find in the Singapore version on Netflix? Well, I know
1: the big one is House of Cards. You can't get House of Cards over here.
0: Can you find Breaking Bad?
1: Uh, yeah, Bre- Breaking Bad, I believe, is available. See, I'm logged in right now to my account, so let me see. Okay,
0: look for Breaking Bad. I'm super curious I'm if that's pr- available. I'm
1: pretty positive it is, because I was looking at... Yep, Breaking yeah. Bad's available.
0: Cool.
1: And House of Cards isn't. House of Cards is not available. Why
0: is that? That is so odd. I don't know. Is it, uh,
1: people are afraid of the government? Oh, New Year's Eve is available.
0: I think, yeah, maybe, maybe it's because, like, it's super anti-government. It shows, like, the government's corrupt, and, like, all that stuff goes on. Maybe yeah. that's why they didn't want it. A
1: fictional party. government? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, like... I, like um we both know this but I was so fascinated to find out that House of Cards is one of the most popular TV shows um in China. Uh-huh. Because to them like a TV show like this existing where they criticize the government and like basically tear it down and expose it for being corrupt is unheard of in China. Like to them like a a, a major TV show and a popular TV show like that existing is just like
1: it can't even be beyond the imagination.
0: That. It just does not compute. With
1: it, him. It, it ups the fascinating factor. Yeah. Factor. yeah, yeah. And House of Cards
0: is a good show already. But so people watch it on like Tuto and Yoku and stuff like that. Yoku. Yeah. But I'm so happy because like, um, I've always been so miffed because there's so many devices that i own that have netflix capabilities uh-huh. like apple tv playstation <laughs> 4 or different smart tvs that have netflix inbuilt built into it like you can stream off netflix and i was never able to do that stuff unless you are like super techie and you're able to rewrite your internet um but now Cause you need a vpn yeah you're not only for VPN, but like that's computer. But say if you wanted to watch it on your PS4 or Apple TV, you have to reroute your internet through the Apple TV. You, so you basically need like a middling device between your router and your device to reroute the internet. be
1: Mister Robot to figure it's, that shit out. It's it sounds stupid.
0: complicated. It's stupid. But here,
1: let me let me hand you my computer here. I want you to have a quick look and compare because Nathan has an American account. Yeah. From what I hear, it's
0: marginally better than the what this offered internationally, but yeah. I truthfully don't know. I'm looking at it real quick and everything seems pretty... Looks the same? More or less. Yeah. there. I saw like, there was like a chart out there that, that, that showed what was available in the States
1: versus what was available here and it wasn't, like, we actually get some stuff here that they don't get in the States. I forgot which shows. Some of the CW ones, I think, maybe. Okay.
0: Well, I'm looking at documentaries now, and so far, everything. Because I I, I watch so many documentaries on Netflix. Check it out, by the way. Like, they have so many freaking documentaries. Mm-hmm. And everything seems pretty there. It's they pretty even cool. have stuff, like, about marijuana that, you know, I'm surprised to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. It looks pretty on the up and up. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, I cannot wait for, like, locally produced Netflix content. I don't know. There, a, I, I don't know the, if that's going to happen, pipeline? but I feel like that's not far because you know HBO did it. Yeah, and like, I feel like ne- like if why wouldn't if the they Netflix made do it? the conscious decision to open Netflix to Singapore, yeah, maybe Yay. yeah, original eye eye for that. Um, right. yeah, original Netflix content, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, we well, have a sad duty to inform you guys, as if you don't know, that legendary rock star David Bowie has passed away after an 18-month battle with cancer of some kind. Ziggy play guitar. ground control tonight. You know. <laughs> hmm.
0: Um, yes. David Bowie died at the age of 69. Um, good one. Um <laughs> and uh, it's unfortunate, but you know he lived a very, very full life, more than most. So, and he passed away from cancer, right? Yeah. If I'm not wrong, uh, cancer of what?
1: They don't say. Okay,
0: um, yeah, I. It's it's just one of those things that happen, really. Yeah. Not not necessarily a tragedy per se. I think he lived a full life. He had a sickness, but he it was like, to keep it private, but like of
1: all the people who I thought had a chance to pass away, David Bowie was never, re- and not like I think about all that much, but like <laughs> he was never the tip of my tongue of celebrities who I thought I'd pass away. He outlived Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in the rich vein of tradition we have in the show when a celebrity dies, wait, he, out- wait, what? Ian McKellen's still alive, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah Ian McKellen outlived David Bowie. there.
0: what the fuck? He he Ian died McKellen died. Ian
1: McKellen. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to scare you guys like that. Uh in the rich vein of tradition of when a celebrity dies, namely just that one Christopher really episode one time. Uh David Bowie has a it's ba- it's pronounced Bowie, right? Bowie. It's not Bowie.
0: That's attitude.
1: David Bowie. Uh he has a very rich today I learned um thing on Reddit. So for example, uh Nathan, did you know that Under Pressure was written by David Bowie and Queen during a 24-hour wine and cocaine marathon. Not surprised. Yeah, can you play us a couple chords of that? No, that's the Vanilla Ice song, dude. What are you doing? That's Ice Ice Baby.
0: Under pressure. <gasps> What's the same? Pushing down on me. Pushing down on you. <laughs> no, like, this is a game. I remember when I first learned to play guitar. Mm. This is one of the first few riffs I I like, learned how to play. It
1: and that, of course, is the hit David Bowie song "Let's Stay Together" at the same time.
0: You don't know yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust, Stardust. Yeah, sort of. um, yeah um, David Bowie. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like a super fan, and I'm not entirely like devastated by his death. But I understand that he is a huge pop culture icon, not just yeah. music. Hell of an artist. He, yeah, he revolutionized just like how things were done and like the aesthetic of the time. And he's always been pretty freaking weird, Um, but in the best (laughs) way possible. Um, Uh, Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. And
1: also, did you know, Nathan, that an unknown Freddie Mercury, at the time a London shoe stall assistant, fitted David Bowie for a pair of boots over 10 years before Under Pressure was recorded? Ooh. Isn't life crazy? Life is pretty nuts. So rest in peace, David Bowie. Like for me, his big thing is like, or my, when I think of David Bowie, I think of Space Oddity. There's
0: a star man waiting in him. the sky. That's, that's, good, how, that's, that's, that's how he's a saying. Hello, vibrato. Uh, see the star space man <laughs> and the triceratops and in my okay. That's so much drugs.
1: Uh. Uh, did you he see? Uh, astronaut Chris Hadfield's cover of Space Oddity from aboard this International yes, I Space have. Station. Yes, that I is have. the greatest. We'll put that in the show notes. So for those who don't no, know... No, put Ziggy
0: Stardust in the show notes. We'll like, post up the, like, the original performance, like, live performance of Ziggy Stardust. Uh, okay, we'll notes. do that. Yeah.
1: But I'll put both up because they're both amazing. Okay. So
0: for those who don't know, Chris
1: Hadfield is a Canadian astronaut on the International Space Station and he did a cover of yeah Space Oddity in Zero-G. It's pretty cool.
0: Mm. Yeah. You know he was like a true artist when like the first line of his song included the lyric spiders from Mars. Anyway, rest also in peace, David Bowie, uh, there's a star man waiting in the sky. Indeed. Okie dokie. What else do you have? Also for news?
1: today, Nathan was the golden globe ceremony.
0: All right. What news do you have from the golden globes? Cause I did not follow those things.
1: Basically just that it happened. Let's see here. Let's see if you can guess the winners. Okay. Having not one seen most of these things, uh, the nominees for best film in the drama category, Carol, Mad Channing. Max, <laughs> The Fury Road, Room, Spotlight, and The Revenant. What one?
0: Wait, what? What
1: was the winner? Pick the winner. Carol, Mad Max, Fury Road. Oh, that's Room, a movie. I thought you were Spotlight.
0: naming off actors.
1: Okay, nope. go on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Once again, Carol, Mad Max, Fury Road, Room, Spotlight, and The
0: Revenant. And which one won? Best picture? Yes. Ooh. Again, this is
1: stupid because I, I don't know about you. I've seen two of these movies.
0: I'm going to guess The Revenant. The Revenant did win. Damn. Very cool, very cool. That's the, in the Alejandro Iñárritu film, right? In my Ratu, in your Ratu. <laughs> anyway, uh, best musical or
1: comedy went to f- Good Hang favorite, The Martian. Yeah. Beating such films as Joy, Spy, Trainwreck, the aforementioned Trainwreck. Surprised that
0: it was a, co- a comedy, but sure.
1: Yeah, it goes in there. And The Big Short. Have you seen The Big Short? Um, I love The Big Short. That is the one about the global, the, the economic crisis, right? Yeah, and how like four people profited greatly from it. Um the, man, the ads they are very misleading. They make it sound like it's almost like an Ocean's 11 these guys bring down the stock market. No, mm. it's just like Anyway, uh Leonardo DiCaprio won his third Golden Globe in The Revenant. Yep. Brie Larson won Best Actress for Room, which I'm very excited to see. While i'm showing She was in um uh Scott Pilgrim. Scott, Scott Pilgrim, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matt Damon won Jennifer Lawrence won for Joy. Matt
0: Damon. Matt Damon. This is my favorite one. Sylvester Stallone won for Creed. Best nice. Supporting Actor. Okay, I will say this about like actors from his generation, mm. like Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, all all those. Like they're fine actors. Like they do they do a great job. Um, and what's his face, uh, Michael B. Jordan, fine actor. Uh-huh. But like it's something about actors from that generation. Like they leak a a certain charisma like yeah. they ooze it out you know like they just have this like very intangible charm on the big screen that is so hard to find with all these like new big younger actors
1: yeah but i think more than that i think man sylvester's got rocky in his blood i mean he wrote the original movie directed what couple of them he's he yeah. is rocky and like just i don't know there's like in late it's just the, he didn't write uh, creed. Yeah. But the amount of humanity he brought to this character of yeah. like dealing with like where he is in life now is is very, yeah. very interesting. Very good. Uh jumping ahead now to the television categories. Uh Nathan's one of Nathan's favorite shows from last year, Mr. Robot. Yeah yeah drama. I called it. And one of my favorite comedies, which I don't think I've actually mentioned on this show, uh Mozart in the Jungle, one for best musical or comedy. Ooh. Which is not really fair because it is it's a musical and a comedy. Yeah. Well it's not a musical, isn't because that there's perfect, no one bust sound to song. But Mozart in this Jungle is a wonderful show. Check it out. It's on. It's from Amazon. Uh, and it's like about this hotshot young um, composer played by wonderful Mexican actor um, Gail Garcia Bernal from E2 Mama Tambien fame. Uh, plays, yeah, this hotshot conductor of the New York Symphony Orchestra and the crazy sex-filled excavates that happens in the world of orchestra players orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much
0: man that hob girl sure got nice tits yeah he does yeah
1: check out that piccolo play i want to pick my yellow um uh, nope <laughs> Cal garcia bernal also won for best actor uh john ham took away best actor in drama
0: for what madman
1: Men? Men. yes oh that's still winning awards yeah well this is the final year yeah right, um
0: have you been watching empire at all no, not a single episode.
1: Yeah, me neither. Taraji P. Henderson won Best Actress. For cookie. That's her name, yeah. Amazing that you would know and not even seen it. It's in the zeitgeist. Just tapped into the zeitgeist, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac
0: won for a miniseries called Show Me a Hero, which from what I hear is amazing. It's Oscar amazing. Isaac knows how to pick him. He's good, man. Can I just say, like, he knows how to pick him. Everything that he's been in, in the last three to four years, has been pretty on
1: point. I, I feel like he's come out of nowhere
0: as well. He hasn't really come out of nowhere though. Like he's 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 been around. It's just that these last few years, he's really been like picking amazing shit. Yeah. Oh, he's- I think it kind of started with like Inside Louis L- 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 Davis. Lewin, <laughs> L- 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 yeah, yeah, and then Ex Machina, and then like that TV series, and then Star Wars, and what was that other thing that he was in?
1: Yeah, no, he's basically come out of nowhere. Because, I mean, okay, so before 2012, uh, before 2013, which is when Inside and Davis came out, he was, like, in Robin Hood that no one watched. He was a random person in Born Legacy.
0: He was in Body of Lies. What's Body of Lies? Uh, that's a movie that I can't remember who was in. But oh, I, well, I remember seeing damn like, helpful. Like, I remember, like, he has always been, like, a supporting player. Like, he was not an unfamiliar face when he became famous, you know, because he was in, like, Body of Lies. He was in... Was he in Drive? No. Oh yes, but that was after Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, oh no, did it was just, no, it was before. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it has to be before. Yeah, yeah. And like he was in um, uh, what was that one with Emily Brown? Uh, the really crazy all girl action flick. Sucker punch. Sucker punch. There yeah, we he goes. Like that he's, too. he's he's like, uh, but he's never the main character. So yeah. like, but he's always supporting. So when he did come up to the front, it was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but still. But then he had busted out with yeah, Inside and Davis, yeah. A Most Violent it. Year ex Mahina, ex Mahina. favorite movie a little film called Star Wars The Force Awakens never heard of it it's a, it's a good one it's about space planes okay uh yeah so that's pretty much it from the Golden Globes nothing else but my
0: takeaway from this is yeah guys check out
1: check out um We'll no in the Jungle it's a cool show
0: will do Okay, okay. Golden Globes I don't know I'm I think everyone just waits for the Oscars, the Oscars right. like Golden I've, Globes is just like Oscars Junior it's just
1: like it's just a trailer for the oscars it's it? like
0: okay if you take exams um, in singapore yeah. this is basically the prelims and academy awards is like the O or a level the post limbs yeah yeah <laughs> all right oh, one, one more thing in the news oh you had some stuff to talk about right a little bit yeah
1: well i just want to bring up this really quick fact then that in america the national lottery is going to go up to 1.3 billion dollars damn what the hell what would you is do is that after that taxes that's that's way before taxes.
0: What happens after taxes like fifty dollars like 40%. <laughs> they take a lot, but still, Jesus. I do not agree with the lottery. I do not agree with um buying Toto or 4D or whatever it is. I think it's a it's it's the government's way of turning poor people poorer.
1: Yeah, it's people call it this the more cynical version of that is calling it the stupid tax.
0: A little bit. Cuz the lottery, cuz for a long time I didn't really understand
1: what the lottery was, but it's actually very straightforward. It's just Yeah pretty much the government like makes you spend money and then they give some of that money to someone else someone they randomly pick.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I, I, I kind of get it when people buy lottery for occasions like, Oh, it's his birthday. Let's all make an office pool and buy these tickets or Chinese new year. Let's do this. Um, but like just in general, like people that buy it religiously and just kind of like putting out hope, that they're yeah. going to win, like, a random number. It's just like, why? Yeah. You have better things to do with that 5 or $10. Go buy yourself a nice meal. Never really made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yes, I have some news from CES, yes, also that? known as the Consumer Electronics Show. Great way to start off the new year. And I will find myself there at least once before I die.
1: Excellent. Yeah. While you're looking at that, let me point out the fact that David Bowie was the next on a hit list of targets... Of John Lennon's assassin, Mark David Chapman. <laughs> he was next, man. He was next. Makes sense.
0: Like, just hippie Brits. So,
1: But can you imagine an alternate history where David Bowie was killed instead of John Lennon?
0: On, okay, weirdly and sadly enough, I don't think the world would have been as affected. Yeah, not really.
1: Well, well... Mm.
0: Because, like, David Bowie didn't make as much impact in the 90s and 2000s as he did in the 70s. Yeah. I think, I think John where, Lennon could have gone to do more where, Yeah, whereas it's arguable that if John and Paul had a couple more years, they would have done some crazy shit together, you yeah. know?
1: You think they would have reunited? Probably not.
0: I, I think so. I think so. They, they would have guns and roses it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. CES! Okay, so basically C-E-S. CS is um it is in the title is a consumer electronic show where they showcase um technologies um be it in like transport mobile uh home electronics basically they show you stuff that you're going to see in the market in like the next one or two or even like 10 years yep um so I'm I'm just going to pick the ones that really caught my attention Where, where was this? this is in the states right Yes this is uh, they, uh it takes place in Vegas right <clears throat> So um this year Kind of what took over the entire CES was self-driving cars or mm-hmm. smart cars like hybrids, um, as well as virtual reality, like right. virtual reality gaming. So those were the two big things that really took center stage um, in uh, the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, but I'm just going to pull your attention to a few things that really seemed like we the, the future of future. Okay. okay, so uh, there's this thing, it's called um, the, it, it, it's made by a Canadian uh, company and called Recon Instruments. And this thing is called the Empire EVS. Okay. Alright, very vague so far, but it is basically a paintball helmet. Okay. You know like those paintball helmets that make you look a bit like Robocop slash like a motorcyclist? E- okay. Paintball helmet with a heads-up display. Whoa. So, like, the screen, like, the thing that shields your eyes is, like, Google Glass. Like, it's a heads-up display, shows you a map, shows you stats. And it's So you're saying it's actually for paintball? It's for paintball. I'm gonna show you a picture right now. And I feel like oh wow, that's yeah. cool, man. Um again all all links and kinda the show like notes. Kylo Rennie. It's yeah, it's very, very cool. It's essentially a paintball mask with an eye guard, like you can actually see where you are. Yeah and like have stats of the the terrain and all that kind of but shit. I'm
1: surprised. I mean, it seems to me that that would obviously have military implications. Like
0: well, I'm sure the military is already using things like this, Something you know, like that, yeah. and like I think this one, they're going to try find a way to integrate like, you know, with uh, ammo count, uh, teammate locations, things like that. So if you're really into paintball and if you play like really big games like this would be like the perfect tool for anybody. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, what else is
1: fun? And by the way, can I just say that I feel like we're super close to self-driving cars anyway, because every time I take an Uber, they're just human GPS followers.
0: Yeah. Well, um, Tesla has done it already. Tesla, yeah, um, Tesla, um, they have, okay, so Tesla's cars, they work pretty much like how iPhones do, where they have like that huge computer in the center that has GPS, that has like um, all the stats and the, the gas and mileage and all that nonsense. Basically, this happened maybe like two months ago. What happened is that people woke up, went to their car, and then when they started their car, it said, update software, question mark. And if people had a good 10 minutes to do it, they just connected to their home Wi-Fi.
1: Not knowing what they were going to get?
0: They update the software and the new feature is self-driving. Wow! So like this happened a few months ago and Tesla cars were just now able to like drive themselves essentially. I think some people have been posting videos on Twitter and Instagram of them just like basically using Twitter and Instagram while their car is driving. And they're just looking at it and going, oh my God. Um, Yeah. Uh, Speaking of cars. Uh, VW unveiled a car. It's a quick charging electric micro bus concept. And I don't know how I feel about electric cars in general. It's definitely a step forward. The BMW one's really cool. Yeah. 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 Is it the I4? That I'm called? not entirely sure, but I've always been a, a fan of the VW buses and this guy <laughs> looks gorgeous. It is the VW, um, uh, Bud E. Bud E. Yes. Spelt B-U-D-D dash e I feel like this is is very at it. marijuana related look at it it looks so pretty oh cute yeah. look at it it's like it's like it's like a imagine like a futuristic irobot looking like cute bus
1: it looks like uh what's his name from big hero six became a car baymax yeah it's a baymax a car
0: ish and I, I can understand bit that bit but look at, look at the grill the grill has like Aww. it can do like cartoons and shit again all show notes um but it's, it's. I think the, the hook on this car is that it's extremely quick charging, so you can, like, be up and gone and things like that. I, but I guess the biggest hindrance of electric cars now is um, charging stations. Yeah. There's not too many of them.
1: Yeah. But even then, because the idea is you're supposed to charge it at home, right? How much? What does that do to your electricity
0: bill? I truly don't know.
1: Yeah, I think you maybe get some refunds or something by using the car. Well, I mean, car, th- but- there's,
0: there's no, like... Um, no consequence solution to anything. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Everything's going to have some kind of output. Like, even like solar panels, yes, solar and they help give electricity, but to create solar panels, you need energy, and that energy is fossil fuels and blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. But, like, you know, still the output um, in the end is less than if you were doing like it's, traditional fossil it's fuels. It's all about
1: walking in the right direction. Like, exactly. Yeah, there's something minimizing. There's a r- minimizing. Report I said a couple of years ago that was like the Prius costs like because of yeah, the factoring cost the Prius doesn't do it does more harm to the environment than good but we're figuring out guys we're doing thing. our best it's a
0: long-term thing yeah. okay anyway uh, two more things speaking of virtual reality uh, HTC is making um, this virtual reality console so they're stepping into the game PlayStation has VR um, Oculus has the Rift uh, Steam has Steam VR so these guys they're creating something called HTC Vive or what? Vive or however you pronounce it and it comes with a software called Chaperone. Okay. And what it essentially is, is because you're basically blind when you put this thing on, <laughs> the H- uh, the Chaperone is a technology that maps out the room around you. Okay. And if you come near to bumping into something, it shows you, like, a rough 3D rendered outline of the room.
1: Well, that should be standard. And I the feel. things
0: around you. Yeah, yeah. It's, this is the first time that they've done this. Yeah. So it shows you, like, where you are in the room. And, like, you're going to walk into a wall. Don't Fun. do that. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's called the HTC Vive. A uh, very cool little uh, virtual reality thing, and apparently it's the most immersive experience in virtual reality so far. And I'm super curious; I cannot wait for like all is these it, things. Is here. it
1: meant for gaming? Is yeah, it, meant it, for is gaming, it gaming and wow. it's going to
0: be out in April. Wow! Meaning in Singapore, it's probably going to be out in late September.
1: Man, if any of you guys work for HTC, Hit hook me us up. up. Yeah, hook us up. that'd be fun.
0: I cannot wait to get my hands on like a VR console. Yeah, I might never leave my room though. <laughs> I might never ever leave my room. I'm just gonna be like, freaking, what's his face uh, from Ready Player One, to Wade Watts. Wade Watts. I'm gonna be Wade Watts it <laughs> all day in my room. But like, you know, like they have to have com- they have to come up with cool games though.
1: Because I think like couple I think years, they're well on their way. They're well yeah. on their way. But like, I feel like even a couple years into its cycle, the PS4 still doesn't have that many good games. Maybe I'm just. No, they do. Nah, yeah.
0: Yeah. They, they have pretty cool experiences. And I think it's it's all a matter of time. And uh, like most technologies were in like the testing phase, you know? Sure. Like, like like remember how like 10 years ago GPS was still a very new thing and then yeah. it was pretty fucked up all the time. Like you wanted to go somewhere and then you just be stuck in a circle. Like you're in a desert somewhere. Yeah. And like now GPS is kind of more fine-tuned and like 8 out of 10 times it works. Yeah. Yeah. I think right now we're in, t- we're in, we're in the testing phase of technologies like 3D, virtual reality, um for some reason we haven't really got motion sensor taps right yet um <laughs> like you know the fucking motion sensor in <laughs> the bathroom come on, why come on come on why come on and why do those things still exist they just don't work you've had time guys just make it a fucking or at least standardize it i hate it when it's like there's like there's the the, the analog tap where you put it up yourself yeah and there's the motion sensor one in one then... bathroom well no no just in general yeah in life and then there's one way that like, you press. Yeah. And then sometimes when you press it, the moment your hand gets off it, there's no it's more water. Done, yeah. Stupid design choice. But like standardize that shit. Because so many times when I go to a bathroom where like the tap is like the one you just flip on and off. Yeah. So many times it's like left on. Right. Because people are so accustomed to it being auto or like, you know, being the press one that they just leave it on and then they walk out.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. I've
0: seen it so many times. I walk into a bathroom and like this tap is full on max power just... <laughs> Think of the whales. Think of the whales. Okay. Last, last, last thing from CES cool, cool, that cool. really blew my mind. It is called the Ehang yeah. 184. So I'm going to give you a couple of hints as to what this is, and you, you're going to try guess, all right? All right. I'm just curious what happened in the first 183.
1: <laughs> Ehang 184.
0: <laughs> so it is a drone. Okay. Essentially. And it is... Is it like... Those Segway robot things where you can
1: hang out with someone and they have their face there, like on the Segway with the iPad? Well not really.
0: Okay, so, so it's basically a new drone, a new kind of drone. Can you guess what this drone is? Oh, to do pull ups from you hang from it and you do pull-ups. That would be pretty fucking badass. (laughs) Well, no. The Ehang-184 is essentially a personal transport drone. Oh, my God! (laughs) It is a helicopter! (laughs) It is basically a helicopter. Wow. For one person. Um, I, I just showed John the picture and it is insane. Yeah, that blew my mind. Yeah. Someone built a quadcopter big enough to carry a human and it's 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 exciting it looks like one of those
1: toy cars that kids get you know
0: the ones where you like you push yeah like the, like the like the ones where like the, the the parents control the remote control sometimes right yeah All, like, they come with a small motor well,
1: the one i the one i had was a really good it was just the red and yellow one and you just push it with your feet like the flintstones
0: so <laughs> this one has propellers and you can fly that's crazy. It, it, okay so details here says it is the size of a very small car yep. and it claims to be able to deliver one human up to 260 pounds Anywhere within a ten mile slash twenty three minute flight time reach. That's insane, man. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. That I mean,
0: that's that's incentive for me to lose some weight if I had one of those. Are you above two sixty pounds? Oh, I thought you said one sixty. Two sixty. Oh, then yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Fuck losing weight. I'm getting on that drone. Just like that's how you travel from now onward. Yep. Oh my god. Can you imagine? But you probably, like, you probably need to, like, go through so much bureaucracy and red tape to even, like, use it, though. Certainly in Singapore. Like, in Singapore, you can't even use a fucking hoverboard or a Segway on the streets.
1: People still do that, right?
0: I mean, I would think that if you use a personal helicopter, <laughs> they would take issue to it a lot faster. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'd be the, yeah, be Much delivery,
1: out. I don't know, they have to, they just come right to my window on the 20th floor of my building. Oh, my gosh. Open my window. Thank you for my big
0: mac. It's like the Amazon, uh, the Amazon drones. That's a
1: thing now. That's, they, That's they're, a thing. U- they're using it already. Full on. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I believe it's only for uh, landed property though. Well, that makes sense because I, I can't quite imagine how they do it for apartments. Yeah, they can't really drop it right into the. Yeah, Yeah. makes sense. I'm not entirely sure how it works. So I know
1: they're using it in England because there was a commercial with Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah, Yeah.
0: because he's a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, Speaking
1: of crazy Brits, did you know that um, once Slash found his mom naked in bed with David Bowie? Oh, damn. That's crazy.
0: I feel like, what would you feel like if if you saw your mom naked with David Bowie?
1: I'd be so confused because A, David Bowie's dead.
0: <laughs> your mother killed him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what have you done, mother? Yeah, no, I'd be pretty. Confused. What about you? What if you saw David Bowie in bed with your mom? I might be slightly cooler with it than most. You just,
0: I'd just be like. You get right. yours, mother. I, I would just. I'd be slightly impressed. I'd still be scarred for life, but it'd, sure. just, be, it'd just be like, huh.
1: Good for you. Okay, what was. The, <laughs> who would it be? Who would you be. Okay, which celebrity. Would you see your mom with that would leave you the least scarred, or not even scarred at all?
0: Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. I feel like no one's really asked that before to me. Probably. Not. Oh, jeez. The one that I'd be cool with, the coolest with, Benjamin King, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I can see that. Tom Hanks. If my mother started dating Tom Hanks, I. Ah. Huh?
1: I kind of wish Tom Hanks was my dad anyway, so yeah, I I (laughs) agree, I agree.
0: So not Benjamin King then. No, he is my age. Yeah. That terrifies me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, anyway, uh, I forgot where we were. Yes, personal drones for, like, transport. Because, like, so many times I'm in traffic and I'm like, I just wish I had, like, a taller car that could just, like, drive over everybody. That would be way that would get rid of traffic. No problem, yeah. Right? Like you know, remember Matthew Broderick and Inspector Gadget? Then he had that car go and go then like Gadget. and yep. um, when they were in traffic, he would just like raise the car up and then widen the wheels and, oh, and like, drive over everybody. Yeah.
1: I don't know. When I watched Inspector Gadget, it was a cartoon for me and he had helicopters coming out of his hat. That too.
0: I want to rewatch Inspector Gadget now. The movie? Yeah. TV show is really good. With Matthew Broderick. Just because um, I like that guy. And Anne Hathaway. Matthew, was he in that? She. She? Wasn't she the girl? No, you're thinking about um, the Steve Carell detective comedy. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she wasn't famous back then when Inspector Gadget came out. Inspector Gadget came out around the internet. Like, when the internet was getting to become a thing, Inspector no, wasn't Gadget in came Inspector out. Inspector Gadget, like, well in the 90s? No, the, the movie. Well in the. The movie is like, from, like, 1997. 1999. 1999, exactly. Like, around the time the internet was getting big. And it was starring Matthew Broderick. Who, who was the girl?
1: Who's the girl? Michelle Trachtenberg was in it, but she's not the girl. Or is she the girl?
0: Is she the, the girl? Was Penny the niece? Yeah, that's probably Michelle Trachtenberg. <laughs> Michelle Trachtenberg, by the way, was like my my middle school celebrity crush. Yeah, I can see that. In secondary she's school, cool. oh my god, she is gorgeous. She, oh my god, she's gorgeous. Inspector
1: Gadget has like its built its own built-in porn spoof name. <laughs> you can't say that about a lot of other movies. That is true. Cool in, man, in- Insexter gadget. In- incest her? No, oh, you just inspect her gadget. <laughs> oh, her gadget being her vagina. In- incestor gadget. If that's what you, hey man, that's what <laughs> you're in that Game of Thrones shit. That's cool. <laughs> All right, is that
0: it for the news? That's it <laughs> for the news, eh? That was it for the news. Oh, that was a strange end to that. One, two, Ooh, outro, three, outro. World views, interviews, all puppy shoes, television, movies, sports, races fans, tiny horse. so many things in the world we're in. We, we just care. heard about that thing. It is decided, before these, this day is over... I'm gonna watch Inspector Gadget again. <laughs> That's crazy. Is it on Netflix? Let's check if it's on Netflix. <laughs> if it's on Netflix, I'm watching that. I just I I genuinely enjoy Matthew Broderick. I think he's, he's such an he's such an interesting actor. He was just on Colbert. Yeah, I just find him to be such an interesting. I, he he's just like quirky in like a strange way.
1: Is it Inspector Gadget? No, it doesn't look like it. Uh, titles related to Inspector
0: Gadget well, Netflix
1: is useless thanks a lot of Netflix
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright then so we gotta wrap this show up uh, with the traditional favorite thing so okay looking seeing as to how we've been talking so much about gadgets and technology and everything I think I feel like nowadays technology it it's okay like a lot of cool things keep popping up like we just like discussed we, there's so many like new things with VR smart cars and everything but Nothing was ever, nothing is ever surprising anymore, you know? Because <laughs> technology, like we just expect technology to be amazing. Because, like, look at what our phone can do. Our phone can do so much crazy shit that, like, we we're impressed with it for like two seconds and then we're like, okay, moving on. What's the next big thing? Yeah. So, like, let's do favorite thing, like favorite gadget, but gadget growing up. So, like, back oh, okay, when we were okay, kids okay. and, like, technology, like, back in the 90s slash early 2000s, when technology was really, like, making, like, like jumps, ooh. like, now it's kind of making, like, um, the pro- like, the logical progressions, whereas last time, they were really making leaps yeah. that were, like, surprising, you know? So, my favorite gadget growing up that really blew my mind as a child was the Game Boy Color. <laughs> like, just handheld, handheld. Um, what do you call it, like, gaming devices in general, that shit blew my mind. When did the Game Boy, Game Boy Color come out? let see. I honestly don't know. Um, but the Game Boy Color was, like, my gaming tool of choice because of pokemon yeah, yellow i was gonna version. say
1: it's like game boy color and pokemon are almost synonymous yep
0: pokemon yellow version man and like because the game boy color didn't have a backlight you couldn't play it in the dark so like some people would get like the the, the lamp attachment that you plug in
1: yeah like 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 when you're
0: reading books right yeah here, it's like, like a the weird lamp. lamp attachment dude the game boy color was amazing and i remember i remember like a few years not a few years like several years later like the psp came out mm-hmm. and that was like Forget about it. What is happening? Like, why is there this screen with a million colors showing, like, crazy-ass graphics... And like no like this was before like iPhone really became like a proper gaming platform. Hmm. You know? I feel like the iPhone really killed the PSP. But I remember the PSP first came out and I saw people playing it, I'm like, how is that happening in your hands? It's like it's crazy. It's like a full on screen. You can watch movies on yeah. it, you can play like Tekken and shit. I remember that's I remember the first time I saw an iPad. Yeah,
1: I've half exactly the same It destroyed my mind, man. Well, what is the top like handheld game devices these days? Besides besides smartphones.
0: Uh, is there still a thing? Like P- well, okay, PS Vita P- exists. Vita, right, yeah, yeah the Yeah, B- the BS. The PS Vita exists, but yeah, it's essentially BS now because of the iPhones. Yes. Bull station. Like, yeah. like, the PS Vita definitely has a lot more capabilities in terms of like graphical capabilities and everything. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, people just tend to stick to their phones because it, they can use it for so many other things. Exactly. So, like, PS Vita is not doing well in the market sales. Yeah, I can imagine. I can yeah, imagine. They, they, they barely make new games for it anymore. Right. Well, my
1: favorite thing is actually weirdly a little bit after Nathan's thing. So his was Game Boy Color. Mine is the advent of digital cameras, Ooh. specifically digital uh, digital SLRs. Because when I was a kid, man, you like fucking film cameras, yeah. It, Ew, so cumbersome. Like, if you accidentally, you can, have you ever heard of exposing film? Like, when you open the door and accidentally, whoops, all of it. You lose everything. Everything's whitewashed now.
0: Like, okay, I understand, like, the the whole sentimental aspect to, like, oh, film and, like, true photographers use film cameras and everything. And yeah, you can argue for that. But. Why would you ever not want to make sure your photo is good before you print it? Yeah, that's true, right? Like, actually,
1: and it's kind of a funny thing where, like, even like fine art photographers will print, will will shoot on like he- uh, large format film, but then scan it into like a computer so they can dig- they can Photoshop it. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, but yeah, like, can you imagine? Like, I couldn't I couldn't be the photographer I am today if it wasn't for digital cameras. Like, I wouldn't have been able to learn. Like, I'd have to go through way more developing, and and the cost would be astronomical, whereas now you can snap away and then immediately see what's going on and stuff. And the advent of Photoshop, it, you, just, you just have to look at things like Instagram and Snapchat and see how much photography in all its forms, you know, now in smartphones, is, like, yeah. revolutionized communication, basically. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And it's crazy to think, like, the first few digital cameras that came out, like, the Power Shot and things like that... Mm iPhones just blow them out of the water. They shit all over them. They <laughs> shit all over them. Yeah, so, like, right now, it's pretty much either iPhones or you got to get, like, a proper DSLR of, like, crazy lenses Yeah, or shit. mirrorless
1: cameras, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, first-generation digital cameras were balls. They were terrible. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Have you heard of tin type portraits? Is it, like, a photograph that's printed on tin? I, th- I think so. Like, I'm it's, not... like,
0: silver paper? Yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit, man. I recently saw, like, a video on that. It blew my mind. Yeah. Like, the kind of photos that it gets and, like, the, the, the depth and like the detail it captures it's insane man tin type photography there's i don't say tinder photography tinder photography yeah, that's like, that's also important it's like
1: abs and uh no I, 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 I remember
0: like, I think I saw a video of like adam savage from the mythbusters getting a tin type portrait taken and like look look at this picture that he took like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah i've seen i've seen a bunch of those yeah Tin type photography, man, it's crazy. Like it's. I think if you if you Google tin type photography, you will just get a bunch of different celebrities and getting their portraits done in tin. Yeah, because type. it's a really old. Um, it takes a while. It takes a while.
1: But it's a really old format that used to be, it used to be like I think not the main, but it used to be like it was happening at the turn of the twentieth century, like in the nineteen hundreds. People were using it. Um,
0: yeah, I'm pretty terrible. I should know this stuff as a photographer, but yeah. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, digital cameras were definitely a game changer. Only because I used to have one of those like cameras that you have to put the film in and then go to the shop and print it out. Yeah, and all my photos were shit. Oh, here's
1: a tintype portrait of a guy with no right eye. There we go. That's crazy. And there's Kevin Bacon. Yes. Awesome. All right. All righty. Boom. First good hang of 2016
0: in the bag. 2016. Hey hey. Let's hope you're a good year. Yeah, let's, let's, let's. Yeah, we got got a bunch of exciting plans for you guys, uh, just as good hang in general. Um, We're going to be launching a couple of campaigns in a bit. Oh, yeah. Keep your eyes out for that. They're finally coming out. Finally happening. Yep. Uh, So, yeah, once again, thank you very much for listening to us banter on for hours. You guys are the best. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for sharing, liking, telling a friend, and being a good hang yeah look at that we're under
1: an hour and 40 for once (laughs) first time in a while
0: Uh, I will leave you with
1: this gentle listeners another David Bowie uh, fact of of course you need it did you know that David Bowie made a song for Andy Warhol in the 1970s when Bowie played it for him he disliked it and they just stared at each other for a while until Warhol said I like your shoes then they had a conversation about shoes rest in peace man how do people even get these facts?
0: Okay then, have a good week everybody, and until the next hang, true. we'll see you later. Bye! Hey man, I I, I, I don't get emotional about that stuff. I man. Don't talk to me about that kind of shit.